this year. And Mount Royal kind of uh, bringing up the, the rear here. And now an opportunity for the Dinos all by himself. Takes a shot, scores! And a nice job there by Matt Elfaro to put his team up. Short-handed. Episode 5 of Dinos Unfiltered. Coming down the pipe, Jeremy Lee, Max Sterley in studio with you Woo. for this one. Good to have you here, man. Yeah, you too, man. What'd you get up to this weekend? I had my fantasy hockey draft Sunday night. Uh, the young, I guess it was yesterday, but it doesn't really matter. The young Dinos fantasy pool. So we had 10 people over at Kate Finley's house, and we did a we did a draft for like three hours. Each drafted 23 guys, so 230 players, and yeah, it was, it was really fun. Who was your best pick and who was your worst pick? Um, your, your most regrettable pick. Most regrettable pick? Oh, that's tough. I think I would say my most regrettable pick is not picking Pedersen. Mm -hmm. I had him really high on my list, and Smitty, Julia Smith, she she works women's or men's and women's hockey, mostly doing stats. She is also a huge Canucks fan, and she snatched him like two picks before I was going to take him. That, that was a gut punch. Dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brutal. But uh, I did get Matthews. I was pretty stoked about that. And I got John Gibson, even though he's on a garbage team in Anaheim, pretty late. And since it's head-to-head -head with a bunch of categories, Gibson has been in the upper echelon for save percentage, goals against average over the last few years, and shutouts even being on a declining team. So, Yeah, was, like wins is only just one category. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So I was pretty happy with that. And, you know, while I have this platform to chirp Smitty, like she was, ta she was reaching big time. Like she took... Eli Tolvanen, who's a Preds rookie, who may not even be on the team this year in like the fifth round. Mm. She she was going to take Yessi, or Yessi Pugliarvi, who's now in Finland holding out because the Oilers aren't going to play him and he doesn't want to play for the Oilers. And I, and like everyone was like, is he even playing? Like everyone was like roasting her. And she ended up not picking him because, yeah, we told her like, you can you can take that pick back if you want. You can have a mulligan. Um, but overall, like it was sweet. I, I live for fantasy we talked about football pretty early on in this podcast and hockey's no different for me it's nice such a good time how about you what'd you get up to um i was actually spending a lot of time in the jack simpson gymnasium this weekend dino watching cup. dino cup and ran into a couple times but uh yeah just scouting out the teams um of course as you know if you're listening that dinos will be hosting nationals for women's volleyball uh, happening in mid-March, and so there were some good teams there, and I wanted to get an inside look, and also because they're not coming to Calgary during the regular season. So I felt it was important to get uh, some intel into Trinity Western, into the U of A Pandas, and yeah, of course, assessing what uh, Natalie Guernsey and her squad with the Dinos are doing. So, uh, And also checking out the men's side, um, some impressive games. Um, yeah. Dinos look good. You weren't on air this week. No. This weekend, right? No. You excited to get back on air? Absolutely. It's exciting. Of course. But we'll lead into um, our recaps. We're going to be quick this week because we have a terrific, terrific conversation coming up with Talia White and Troy Flannery from Dinos Women's Soccer. Uh, so we'll just kind of run through everything quickly, catch you up with what you need to know. Where do you want to begin? I guess we can start with men's hockey. Uh, they opened up their regular season quietly 
uh, or not not quietly based on their play, but just kind of flew under the radar with other things going on. But I they, felt the same thing, man. Yeah, yeah. They, they took on the Regina Cougars and kind of dummied them. They swept them. Matt Alfaro uh, had a big weekend, seven points. And, you know, the Dinos men's hockey team has gone through a lot of change with losing Kane Franzen, Dylan Busenius, and also Riley Sheen, who is the backbone of the offense. So they're kind of looking for a new identity, a new guy to take over, you know, whether it's the offense or someone who can drive the play. And Matt Alfaro has been in that conversation all along, and he proved his worth. And even though Regina doesn't have the best team, they have a really good goalie in Dawson McCauley, and Alfaro lit him up. So really good start for the Dinos, just quietly 2-0 to start the season. If you're picking one breakout player this year for the Dinos, who is, who is it? It's got to be him or, ooh, that's tough. James Shear too is another guy I like. He's a he's on the back end. He's a bit of a smaller guy, but he plays big. He's not intimidated by anyone, and he has shown he showed last year his ability to jump into the play and chip in offensively. So, I kind of see him as a Dryden Dow type guy. For those who know men's hockey pretty well, Dryden Dow is just an absolute competitor, and I see kind of a similar similar things in James Shear. So up next for them, they get a bye, and then UBC comes to town Thanksgiving weekend. Moving on to Dinos football, they suffer their first loss of the season, 29-15, to the hands of the U of S Huskies out in Saskatoon. You knew this was coming, though. Based on injuries and everything, yeah, it was bound to happen. And, you know, losing sucks, but, you know, like you said, they've just been completely decimated by injuries. And I don't know, what what would you take from, from that game? I think just the inability to finish drives really hurt them. They mustered up over 500 yards of offense, but only one point to show for it in the last three quarters of the game. But they hope to rebound next uh, next weekend against the U of A Golden Bears on October 5th. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. at McMahon. Uh, both teams at 4-1 and one on the season, so the winner would move into sole possession of first place in the Canada West. It's a big deal. Uh, field hockey was on a bye. And so no action from them, uh, but then they head over to Vancouver to take on UBC Thunderbirds, the first place UBC Thunderbirds, for a couple of games the first weekend of October. Cross country mm. had a massive weekend, and cross country can fly under the radar, but they were they went out to Victoria for the Vikes Invitational. Both the men's and women's were pretty dominant. the the men's The men's squad. Uh, I hope I pronounce this right. Matthew Travaglini, Russell Pennick, and Alex James. They finished 1-2-3 at the same time, 25-26 in an 8K race. And then to top that off, the Dinos finished 9 of 10 in that 8-kilometer race. So you had the three names that I just mentioned. And then Stefan Daniel at fourth. I don't remember who finished fifth for, I believe it was UBC. And then Lutz, Ord, Kianaga, Thiessen, and Gwittinger round out the top 10. So pretty unreal performance for men's cross country. And then on the other side for the women's in a six, six K race, um, Joanna Williams of TRU, the, she took the victory and the Dino's top finisher took fourth, uh, 52 seconds behind Williams. So again, a pretty good, pretty good finish for both sides for Dino's cross country. I just want to give a shout out to Matthew Travellini. Travellini. I, I knew it. I knew it. I was yeah. I was going to say it, and, and then I, I hesitated. Go with your gut, kids. Former St. Trojan, uh, who just was king of the ACAC, and he just won everything that you could win 
um, in in the college ranks. So, um, and he's obviously <laughs> doing the same here. Yes. So uh, shout out to him. Let's move on to women's rugby. Dino's now four and one on the season. They pick up a win against the U of A Pandas, nineteen to twelve, on the road at Footfield. Yeah. Next up, they're on a bye. Then they host the Lethbridge Pronghorns October eleventh. So keep the train rolling, girls. Uh, men's soccer, they lose five nothing to U of A uh, Golden Bears, and no Zuchek once again. Yeah. And then Sunday's game was canceled due to uh, Mother Nature. Yeah. Yeah, it was brutal here. I, what, did it snow up in Edmonton too? I mean, they they played rugby. Yeah. They got the rugby game going. So. Yeah. Regardless, it was a nightmare here. So. I heard. Yeah. Understandable. Even if they did get some snow, it wasn't as yeah. drastic as it was here. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, that game, that makeup game is TBD at the moment. But yeah, so just one game for men's soccer for the weekend. Up next for them, a rare Thursday game against the U of S Huskies out in Saskatoon on October 3rd, and then they come back, sorry, and then they go come back to Alberta and go down to Lethbridge to play the Pronghorns on October 6th. And then finally, women's soccer, they improve to 6-0-2. Still perfect. 21 straight matches without a loss. Unreal. Unreal. Um, they tie TRU to start off the weekend and then pick up a one nothing victory over UBCO off a terrific header from Taylor Dangerfield uh, in the 55th minute um, for the one nothing victory. Montana Leonard scored again in the Thompson River game. Um, and they had it. They had it. And then they conceded a goal uh, in the 86th minute, I believe it was. So we'll ask Troy. How, Tro- come, they, how come they can't be TRU? Yeah, Troy will fill you in. And, you know, still... Just going back to 21 straight Canada West games, that's insane. Like, the fact that they are replicating their success from last year to the same level, you know, you, you always wonder season to season if, if momentum like that can carry through, and it absolutely has this year. It's absolutely insane. I feel like soccer is also one of those games where, you know, one slip up, and it's like you can you can just lose a game just like that. Absolutely. I mean, we almost saw it. Like, I mean, we didn't, but we almost saw it, again, in that A6 minute, right? little mental lapse, maybe a little soft up D, and back of the net. Regardless of that, Troy, as you'll hear, in spite of some of the, the roasting he was doing of Talia and some of his other players, he, he's really proud of this group, and he, he is really blown away at this group and how hard they work and how they've been able to continue their success into this year so i think that'll do it for us here uh in the first half of this hilarious episode um i was really waiting for this one this was too funny and leading up to it just you know you were getting some ammo from some players and you know going back to some of my experience with women's soccer like i could not wait for this and this was this was hilarious that's right. Uh, yeah, shout out to a couple of the players on the team. You guys know who you are. Uh, you will, of course, remain nameless uh, for the sake of, well, for your safety, really, from, from Troy. So uh, that'll do it for us. Stay tuned as we have the roast of Tally White coming up next. <laughs> Another episode of Dinos Unfiltered coming at you right now. And joining me today is Max Sterley. And from women's soccer, 
we have Talia White and 2018 U Sports Coach of the Year, Troy Flannery. Great to have you guys on board. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm all right. So you guys had a pretty adventurous trip out west. You guys just came back from that not too long ago. Tell me about the uh, the trip back. I was uh, it was a little bit unnerving to be honest, sitting at the front of the bus, uh, looking at the road conditions and so forth, and making sure that the uh, bus driver didn't uh, doze off. But he was uh, he was a ten out of ten. Probably the more disturbing part was listening to these guys sing uh, at the back of the bus. At one point, I looked back because I thought there was a fire. And it was them with their iPhones as lighters waving them around, uh, which is a cause for grave concern. Glenn slept through it, and I just had a look, and then they started to sing. At one point, they were clapping their hands. I think I heard some Avril Lavigne, heard some Fleetwood Mac. I don't know what else was going on. They lost me for a while, but it was uh, that trip was wow. Whose idea was it to have the karaoke? Montana Leonard. Yeah. Is this a common thing with Montana? Like, was it karaoke and the song choice? Was that all her? Was it a, kind of a combination? She started it off with Miley Cyrus, The Climb, and then she went to her rookies and asked them what they wanted to sing, and we made them sing some songs. And yeah, Montana was the lead singer last night. I just had two major questions um, coming into today, really. Why are you guys so good at soccer? <laughs> it's probably me, to be honest. <laughs> Um, have you not done your research? Almost famous, that right here. Um, you know, in a serious note, uh, we've got a, and this guy, I, I want to make fun of Talia, but I can't because <laughs> her track record speaks for itself. But um, we've got a committed group. Uh, they're perfectionists. They're perfectionists in the classroom. They're perfectionists in the relationships. Um, on the field, their commitment to, to everything we want to do. Um, you know, the, any any accolades any of them get or this program gets, uh, I like to think I'm biased, but I'm also pretty aware of that uh, of the work they put into it and it's just commitment it's just they work hard they work so hard and uh we train tomorrow morning at seven thirty, and a little bit of class like all the other varsity athletes here but we're putting in some good work uh in the classroom and they still have time to do stuff in the community and so forth as well and then perform uh on trips like the weekend so i'm sat here uh, proud as you can be with respect to the group of women that i get to uh spend time with on a daily basis my second major question that i wanted to get in there was how come you can't beat TRU? <laughs> I blame Talia. Um, That's the easy answer. That's the easy way out. But Troy, we're better than that. You know, I've been ben, I play, blame Ben as well. Um, guy talks too much. Go to my head a little bit. But, you know, those guys that coach TRU are buddies of mine, which doesn't help me. I'm way better if I hate the opposition. So anybody that's listening to this, I hate you. And um, I don't hate those guys. And... Uh, they uh they they have our they have our number a little bit i don't even have an answer for it you know we, we've outshot them we've outplayed them i tried cranky troy i tried i'm disappointed in you troy i went to irish level 10 troy i gave high five sunshine and rainbows troy i tried it all nothing uh, nothing seems to work and i said the bench today it all yeah i tried it all i just don't want to see them in a playoff game because uh, we're screwed if that happens like it's over so you mentioned the different Troys that come out. What's the most common type of Troy? And maybe this is a question for you, Talia, too. Like, what's the most common Troy you see? Well, with myself, always <laughs> Irish Level 10 from Troy. Um, when we when I first started here, it was Irish Level 10 Troy, always. And then he's gone to 
sunshine and rainbows and high fives. And this weekend we asked him to go back to Angry Troy and he didn't want to do it. Well, that's too funny. Um, and I guess, you know, this kind of leads into another point that we've kind of been talking about throughout the office here. Um, just about Troy in general as a person and the sense of humor. We, I, I've had different levels of exposure to it working women's soccer over the last few years kind of being on the sidelines and hearing some of the the, the carving work that Troy does and you, I'm sure you have endless amounts of stories so first I'll ask you um, does it get old no it's it's quite humorous when you're like on the field and hear some of his comments he has to say or to the ref and where do you think that sense of humor comes from because this is this is not just myself or anyone who's been to the games this is a common thing heard around the office that you were one of the funniest dudes like ever alive to come through here so how how would you respond to that and where do you think this sense of humor of yours comes from that quick wit well just look at me <laughs> first and foremost i'm not pretty so you got to develop some other skills and if you can make people laugh or cry for that matter because my sense of humor has done both uh, you got to give it a go i think i was taught that at a young age <laughs> you got to try to have something else because you're not going to be pretty and my dad taught me that can you explain to everyone what Irish level 10 Troy is? Um, it's not very strategic. Um, <laughs> there's no strategy whatsoever, so it's hard to explain. It's just when I lose control of my limited patience and uh, I'm going after people, basically. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking names. If you make eye contact at halftime or post-game when we're having a poor, uh, poor performance, um, it's coming. And if you're a good player, it happens more to the, the stronger players that we've had than it does the, the other ones. I know Talia can take it. And, you know, if she's going to get all the uh, all the accolades she gets, she's going to take some heat as well. Can't get too cocky. I just wanted to quickly bounce over to uh, the, the weather conditions. Uh, that's been a big topic, especially this weekend. You guys weren't here. It was just snowing like crazy. It's like, uh, yeah, day after tomorrow, whatever it was. But you guys had to deal with windy conditions. Uh, first off, let's talk about that game against UBCO, uh, where you had to deal with howling winds, and uh, how does that affect how you play the game? Um, you know, the fact that it was against UBCO was probably a good thing. Is they they try to play uh, pretty attractive football, soccer, sort of speak, and uh, they keep it on the deck. They play through the thirds. They keep possession, so we're not doing a lot of chasing, like with respect to aerial stuff. Although we did right. quite a bit of chasing on the ground, and then. For us, we can mix it up. We say all the time, if you want to run, we'll run. If you want to play, we'll play. If you want to fight, we'll fight, so to speak. And, you know, I didn't really focus on it. Like, a, a few people said to me, hey, it was really, really windy. I didn't really notice. I think, in general, we were a bit flat, a bit fatigued and so forth. So we spent more of our time focusing on that. Um, but, yeah, the elements, both teams have to play in it. doesn't really affect us. We have a a little saying where we smile in the face of adversity and we don't make excuses. We choose, uh, I think in warm up, I heard Miley saying that we were on a beach, we're suntanning. <laughs> They're probably making fun of me as I said that last year and when it was in Ottawa, I think, and we were freezing. So we, we just make the right choices with respect to what we're going to focus on. So it wasn't really an issue from where I sat, so to speak. What's the craziest game that you've ever played in Italian weather-wise? Um, last year at Nationals, it was probably like, what, minus 10, minus 15. It was blizzarding, like you couldn't see anything. So windy, like snow on the ground. Um, Troy's 
throwing a little tantrum on the side because the penny wouldn't fit over his jacket and the jacket was the same color as the ref so he didn't wear a jacket um but yeah it was like blizzarding it was so cold it's not what happened that is what, what, what actually happened Troy what happened is we were in white the opposition was in blue can't wear the same color as the players my jacket is black the referee was in yellow the op- opposing coach was in black he's like six foot five and the fourth official came over and said you have to wear a penny in case uh i go why i'm not in the same color as anybody else well in case there's a brawl and you and the other coach get into it and i go there's zero percent chance of that happening look at the size of that guy no chance and it's also not happening because <laughs> it's a soccer game so she gave me uh told me to put on a bib uh my winter parka is a size medium believe it or not nike men's I coach women, or women's pennies, mm. and we are a diminutive group of dinos, so they're all small pennies, and I couldn't get it over the jacket. So I finally took the jacket off, put the penny over around my neck, and had the jacket unzipped. That apparently wasn't good enough, so I wore the penny over my polo shirt, and uh, it was some severe pain. And there's also passive-aggressive Troy, and that was passive-aggressive for 90-plus minutes. The game went into uh, penalty kicks, and that was awful. Uh, Jason, our AD, was there at halftime. He was running around trying to find me a jacket or something warm, and I was too stubborn to take any help from anybody. There's people watching online asking me if I'm okay. We had the U-Sports coaches meeting the next day, and everybody wanted to talk about the uh, penny issue. I think we're in the rules now, actually. I think I changed the rules, but... It was cold. I guess reflecting on it now, do you wish you took a little bit of help to get anything there? Or what? No regrets for you. No regrets. I'm never wrong. <laughs> uh, sticking with you there, um, and you mentioned it, you know, getting, whether it's pass aggressive or pretty up and close with officials, and you mentioned the story just, you know, about potentially getting in a brawl in, in relation to the jacket thing. Have you ever come close to that? Or has it never, never really gone gone more than just words for you as a coach yeah i never come close to my knowledge except maybe against the summer and silly galaxy yeah i've come close actually this summer in the hallway at mru with the la galaxy coach he decided to uh yeah, make fun of our country our people in general and i took exception but during a game no it's never come close it's 99.9 percent of things i do and say are an act for effect and, uh, no, I don't think I've come close unless Talia can remember a time in which I wanted to fight the world. I don't think so. Maybe that guy that wears purple up in Edmonton, Dean Cordero, good friend of mine, but he's sometimes annoying. But in general, no, I'm a, I'm a hugger with all my peers. Is that a fair assessment, Talia? I would say so. More words than fighting. Yeah. I just want to move on to the topic of goal celebrations. Talia, what do you have uh, loaded in the chamber as a goal celebration? And does Troy approve? She's never going to score. Are you serious? Oh. She's the only all-star in the history of the game. It's got, like, no stats whatsoever, like zero. No assists, no goals, no points. She ain't got no goal celebration. That doesn't mean she can't No, I think she. About... I think she drops to a knee and polishes Montana Leonard's boots. I saw that a couple weeks ago. And by the way, if you ever do that ever again, you're cut worse than Gonzaga. Ridiculous. That's awful. I forgot about that. Thanks. Awful. But what do you got? So back to the original question. I was going to say me and Montana came up with that original idea. And then usually I'm just like the person jumping into someone's arm because I'm usually last back, not really up in the action. 
When we let her cross hop, it's to jump in the arms of a goal scorer and give them a, the big bear hug. I think it's on like seven photos on her Twitter feed, seven different people and basket carrying Talia back to half and dropping her our side of half and say, just stay there, stay there, Tal. <laughs> I don't even know who to direct the question to, but how do you get amped up for a game? Um, maybe I'll start with you, Troy, um, to make sure that they're at the right level that they need to be so that they're not exerting too much or that they're not coming out flat yeah that ideal performance state um i had some good coaching mentors that taught me a lot about that i think as our program evolved the team talks have changed years ago they were pretty uh <laughs> there's some comedy in there used to have to get people to sign waivers about what was said and we really went after the opposition and generally what their teams are called um and i know we're called dinos and yes i was reminded that we're extinct by manitoba a few years ago but no. <laughs> um you know in general they used to be they used to be not pg they were r-rated and they were got the girls going i think some of them miss it if they were there then they, they liked it they looked forward to what i was going to say next but we have a pretty mature group right now an experienced group so it's more tactical now it's uh it's more even keel now, and we do one-on-one uh, chats before the game. I treat them all differently. Some, uh, some of them need a high five, and it's about confidence and self-worth, self-esteem, and so forth. Some of them need some tough love, so to speak, and apparently some Hell of them yeah. need a Gonzaga type thing, which I seriously don't remember. So I have to, I've got a pretty good memory, but um, it depends on the day. I think we changed quite a bit, but we used to have some absolutely. You know, we're talking about the Department of Defense, the Department of War. We were, we were all over the place. It was just all pop culture based, and uh, we would get a, a young, overachieving team ready to play that way. But now we're, uh, we're pretty mature. We're old. We're sitting on the porch at the uh, nursing home in our rocking chairs and just taking it all in. Pretty, pretty mellow, I think now. How about from your perspective, Talia? Um, I think everyone has their own sort of ritual, and then. Um, we all get together and just blast some music and do whatever you got to do. And then Troy calls us out one by one to have a little pregame talk and everyone gets something different. And then we come back in and chat about it. So we actually had, uh, I love this, a bunch of fans just writing into our show. Um, it's great. So we have a few questions here for you guys. And while we're on that same topic, Talia, someone just wrote in here, I need to ask you about your pregame meal. I always have avocado toast and a Red Bull. <laughs> and some caffeine pills. And caffeine pills, yeah. 30 <laughs> minutes before the game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Troy? Well, it's probably why she couldn't score if her life depended on it. It's hard to score when you're shaking that much. Holy cow. Caffeine pills and Red Bull and avocado. I don't even know what that is. Avocado toast? What is that? Avocado and toast. That's disgusting. <laughs> and egg. And egg. But I hear it helps you when you're working the refs on the field. Is that correct? Yes, I do like to have a few words with the ref. Tell you I got owned on the weekend by the referee. Really? Oh, yeah. Do spill. You know, there's four and a half minutes left on the clock for warm-up, and she blows a whistle, and she starts screaming, you're, you need to be at half now. And I start laughing, and she wasn't talking to me, and um, that didn't, Talia didn't like that. I guess I'm the only one that can shout at Talia. And it was a couple minutes into the game, referee... Uh, made a bad call, and uh, Talia shouted at her. Referee's walking towards Talia, explaining to her what she actually saw, and I'm closer, and Talia's response was, I have good eyes. I've got good eyes. Just sassy. Just sassy. Like, so sassy. 
The other team coach looks at me, that's a battle she's not going to lose. And then I yell at Talia again, Talia, shut up. <laughs> and uh, we carry on. Uh, is the sassiness that you've developed over the years, is that just in your own doing or is that related to Troy in, in some respects? I feel like it's in my own doing quite a bit, but with Troy as the coach, you know, you can get away with some sassy things. So when I first started coaching Talia at U16, U17, previous coach um, packed it in. I took the team, worst team dynamics in the history of a team ever assembled. No they question. were they were badasses. They were little, they were evil. And I had a classroom meeting. I think we were in there for two hours. And uh, they were all best of friends, but they hated one another when I came to soccer. Spent a lot of bit of time on team dynamics. So I recruited a whole bunch of them. They're all in their fourth year now. And I wanted this program to become badass because we were young and nice and trying to catch the Trinities and UBCs of the world. And I recruited a bunch of little badass 98s from Foothills didn't work they're all soft they're all nice it's ridiculous they eat avocado toast yeah <laughs> yeah and then the baddest thing they do is say i've got good eyes but then they strut around for the next five minutes like they're gangsters it's uh oh so what this was, was make... a one-year project that's turned into seven <laughs> <laughs> so what would make them badasses then by by your view troy win something What's another Talia story before an LA Galaxy game year before last? Steph Labe, <laughs> I think, overheard this and asked me and said to me, this is either going to work or it's going to be an epic fail. I basically told Talia that she should quit soccer. She was hopeless, hadn't won anything ever, and that she was going to be playing against the best winger in the league. And the only chance we had is if she could find somehow to feel like it and stop her. And uh, Talia's just glaring at me, and it was the best performance I've seen in that league out of possession and we went on to beat them and go to a North American final and they were all celebrating and whatnot. And then I had the audacity <laughs> after the game to tell her when she's all excited, she's yelling at me, we did it, we did it, we effing did it. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, oh, you still haven't won anything. So that's, that's Talia and I. A couple more questions for you, Troy. Um, I'm supposed to ask you what Ming Mong is. <laughs> It's it's just not something that's very good. Um, there's Ming and there's Mong. It's um, it's Minging. Can't say it's Monging. Ming Mong. It's just it's just not very good. It's awful. Like that. Her pregame meal. Talia's pregame meal. That's Ming Mong. I was gonna say, who do you say that to the most? Talia. Ah. Mm. Uh, no. No, actually, no. There's others. Um, I'd have to think a little bit. That just sounded like a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Makuska. Say it to Makuska mm. a little bit. Um, I need to ask you about where's Waldo. Oh, no. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Waldo is a... can't say it's a tactical term. Um, it came from my club environment where I identify a player or zone or area of the field, but mostly player that maybe a little bit Mingmong. And, mm. uh, you know, it's like those the Waldo, but you look for Waldo in the crowd, we found our Waldo, which means tactically we're going to attack that area, that channel, that zone, or sometimes a particular player. And it's frowned upon shouting out loud at the top of your lungs that we found our Waldo. And then pointing at it, that's not good. You shouldn't do that. 
like that actually comes out during the game? Uh, only once, and uh, I immediately realized that that was probably uh, yeah, it's not good. Okay, and then on to you, Talia. There's a question I have here. So this person says, I'm supposed to ask you about um, this one day you had to run out of work from uh, Aritzia in, to an ID camp <laughs> question session, and you were wearing a snake print top. Cobra. Cobra print. Cobra Kai. Can I describe what she was wearing? Jump in. I have, to, I have to go to a session afterwards to get some help with this visual. Um, Mary Poppins hat. Like, ridiculous. Um, this, like, cobra print top. These, like, little booty heel things. And, like, pleather. Not leather. Like, pleather pants. Jeans. No, they're pleather Black pants. Jeans. Let's go with pleather. Okay. Black pleather. Cobra print top. And Mary Poppins hat. Walked into the meeting a little bit late. Looks at me. I immediately start to laugh and go right after her. Like, what is wrong with you in front of these little ID camp <laughs> kids? And um, then I had to apologize to the kids because her response, she basically told me where to go and how to get there and said, I was driving here and I thought, oh man, I hope Troy's not here. If Troy's here, and she gets her little tallyisms. So we had to explain to the group that we've known each other a long time, but that was the most ridiculous outfit that I've ever seen in my life. In all the years that you've been I've never seen anything. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, I, it, I've never seen anything like that. But apparently that's the norm for whatever store Talia works, works at. That's completely okay by you, Talia. What store? Walmart? What is it? Aritzio. Aritzio. Your daughters are going to shop there. No chance. I can't afford it. I'm a soccer coach at UFC. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> Troy, there's another uh, situation we have to address. I'm supposed to ask you about the purple wristband. There's uh, a water slide in Regina. And uh, you get wristbands to ride the water slide. Like in, sorry, like in the hotel? In the hotel. Okay. Sorry, uh, the travel lodge. Yeah. I thought that the wristband was for the breakfast, the free breakfast. So I put the purple wristband on. I did this in preseason as well. I was really there twice this year. And I wore it for quite some time. Um, but initially I, I was at breakfast and I said, why has nobody got their wristbands on? And Talia, I think it might have been Talia with you. But you idiot, that's for the pool and the water slide. We have vouchers for breakfast. I never showed anybody a voucher, but I decided to wear that purple uh, wristband for a couple weeks. Purple, Barney, dinosaurs, all related, right? you got to connect the dots. And uh, I did that in preseason as well. I just cut it off on the uh, after the TRU games. I thought it was no longer good luck because uh, we were rubbish again. So I cut it off. You didn't care to inform him the first time? No. I didn't notice the first time. Oh. Only the second time, two weeks ago. It's an easy mistake. <laughs> and in complete confidence, Troy, did you ride the water slide? Um, I have uh, rode that water slide, yes. Trying to trying to get a, a personal best with respect to going down that water slide. Not this particular trip, though. One more question for you here. Uh, Talia, why does Troy call you Regina George? Leader of the plastics from Mean Girls. Yeah. Um... A few years ago, Troy decided to download a game called <laughs> Episodes. So it's like this game, basically you choose what these characters do. And he downloaded the Meme Girls one. And I guess by how she was acting, and Troy even paid money so he could play this game. 
Um, it was originally free, but I wanted to keep going. Yeah. Yep. The upgrades. See how the character developed. No, I want to see how the character developed. Yeah. And purchases all that stuff. Yeah, so then he named me Regina George after that. Who's in the Fearsome Four? Yeah, With you. Yeah, if you're Regina George, then... Then who's everyone else? Yeah. I'll uh, pull up the, char- the other characters. Yeah. I, don't have, I should oh. have it offhand. McCuska's in there. Yeah. McDonald is in there. Cedrus would be in there. Little Wellesley would be in there. There's a little group of them. Sit at the cafeteria table and make fun of everybody else. And nobody's cool enough to sit with them. And, and what do they call the plastics? That's my little 98 group that I I was going to ask you about that. That's your 98 group. Yeah. I that he'd have avocado toast together. They end up sitting at a cafeteria eating avocado toast and doing their nails. Like, check those bad boys out right there. Look at those. You can't see those at home, but. She spends, she nice spent, pink nails. She nice spends pink. more money on those nails than I did on that stupid game. But yeah, I spent money on the game. Wait, so you've seen the movie too? I'm a women's soccer coach. I've seen the movie 91 <laughs> times. I've seen a worse movie this weekend. What was that? Uh, some stupid cheerleading oh, thing. Um, was Sydney White. Oh no, that was the other one. Yeah, I saw Sydney White this weekend. If you haven't seen it, don't. And I uh, saw another one on the way back. Bring it on. Bring it on. Oh, that's, a, that's a classic. That's a classic. That's right. a classic. It's awful. <laughs> I mean, it's not the straight to DVD. I think Bring It On Again or something. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is, but it's not bad. So if we can, while we have a minute here, who is Karen Smith from Mean Girls then? Because that's a pretty hefty term. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Amy. Amy McGuska, yeah, I gotta say. She's my roommate, love her, but yeah, Amy. 100% Amy, yeah. yeah. We're calling her McCuska because everybody calls her McCuska online, but it's actually McCuska, so we know that Amy. We know. But yeah, 100%, that's her character. Yeah, we, two, so two more Katie Heron, so Lindsay Lohan's character, and Gretchen Wieners. Kelsey would be. Uh, Katie. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey McDonald's Katie. Gretchen. Tough one. Wells or Shay? Probably Wells. Yeah, I'd say Wellsy. Taylor yeah. Wells. Taylor Wells. Yeah. yeah. So would that then make you Miss Norbury, Troy? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> had to do it to him. Sorry, Troy. I think that's all we had for you, Troy and Talia. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you guys doing this. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. This episode of Dinos Unfiltered is a presentation of Dinos Athletics. Episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and our website, godinos.com. Make sure to check out the website or the Go Dinos app for schedules and tickets to all your favorite games. And if you can't make it out to the game, remember that our games are streamed on Canada West TV presented by Co-op. Thanks to my special guests today and hope you'll join us in the next episode. <laughs>